Trey Mills. I hate rap fans podcast. Ah, let's go ahead and get this disclaimer out the way before we even get started. I hope y'all know it. Stand up. Put your hands over your heart. It's the real national anthem. <laughs> Say it with me. The views and opinions expressed on the I Hate Rap Fans podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of you. Dance music loving, TikTok trend following, non-hip-hop knowing clowns who wouldn't know good music if you walked into a studio and recorded an album, ghostwritten by Mad Skills, executive produced by God, with production from Dr. Dre, Prince, Quincy Jones, and The Bomb Squad, with features from Jesus, Tupac, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Dizzy Gillespie. This podcast is not for you. Please, turn it off and find something else to listen to. Yeah. How y'all doing? Y'all got y'all coffee? I got mine. Sipping. I give y'all a little trick about my coffee. Give y'all a little, little, little tip about my coffee. I don't put no cream and no sugar in my coffee, but what I do do year-round, Nestle's Hot Chocolate. It tastes so good. Uh homeboy I used to work with um when I was doing air conditioning, man. He did he did that one day and I, I don't know why I never thought about putting the two together, but that's what I do now. That's my thing, man. We got a lot to talk about. Uh today's topic is time to knock the hustle. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and set the table. How about this? Did you guys see verses? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I've been noticing that trend for a minute. The last verses was um the most recent verses, I should say, was uh, Anthony Hamilton versus Music Soul Child. I keep it one hundred with you. I had no interest. I do not like. R&B verses. The only one I did watch was Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown. I have not caught too many of the R&B verses just because, eh, I just don't like them. And I just, you know, I just don't like them. Now, if my wife, if she wanted to watch it, I would have watched it. But, yeah, I just, eh, it's not my bag. But I've been noticing that trend going on with them for a while. If you do have the Triller app, you'll notice at first, it was a little light tap. It was like, hey, you can subscribe and you can get this content for, I think it was $29.99 for the year or $4.99 a month. I kept noticing that come up. I saw it with the Dipset versus Locks. I saw it with the last, the last two or three. There was one, I cannot remember specifically which one it was, but I do remember seeing, I went to the Triller app, I have the Fight app. I go to the Fight app, I try to put it on, because I like all the pre-game stuff. I like the DJ competition, I like when the DJs set the mood. I also like to shit on the DJs if they suck. I go and I notice on whatever last one this was, it might have actually been Shaka Khan versus Stephanie Mills. I noticed... The early access you couldn't get to, but they kept 
just constantly. No, no, nope. It was Bone Thugs and Harmony versus Three Six Mafia. That was the one where I noticed they were limiting the access. So I had to go to Instagram and watch. And I don't really like watching verses on Instagram. It's not. It's you know. Um, it was cool in the beginning. As they grew, I you know some somebody would you know have a, a youtube feed i think they eventually started a youtube feed or I would cast it to the tv i don't like i'm sorry i know it's the cool trendy thing now to watch the tra- watch the verses and comment but yeah i don't like that i just like to watch the verses so when i got the fight app and i find out you know I can just watch it, get multiple camera angles, and I don't got to look at the comments. Or They have a comment option, but you can kind of tap it and swipe it to the side. So I do kind of go back and forth between my phone, see the comments on certain things, but I like to really just watch it on the Fight app. I think that last Bone Thugs and Harmony versus 3-6 Mafia one is where they kind of limited the access. And I kept seeing them push this pay-per-view, pay-per-view, pay-per-view. And I noticed it was getting a little bit harder and a little bit harder to actually see this thing if you weren't on Instagram. I found my little uh, spot I was going to watch it at. And I was like, I know these niggas ain't finna go to pay-per-view with this shit. And I'll be damned if they tried it this past week with Music Soul Child and Anthony Hamilton. Oh, but the people let them know off the top. Yeah, we ain't going for this shit right here. We ain't going for this one. Y'all gonna have to move this shit. We don't want this one. This ain't what it's about. This is bullshit because it is bullshit. Like, I'm not finna pay $29.99 a year for verses or $4.99 a month for watch the damn verses for some shit that start three, four hours late. Niggas fighting. Bad quality most of the damn time. Well, uh, not lately, but in the beginning, the damn show was some badass quality. I'm not finna watch for niggas fighting. I'm not finna watch, you know, like, you think I want to pay to see Busy Bone throw a motherfucking bottle at, 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 at 3-6 Mafia at Juicy J? Hell no, I wouldn't want to pay for that. I already got enough. I got Netflix in my pocket. I got Disney Plus in my pocket. I got Hulu in my pocket. I got Amazon Prime in my pocket. Nigga, I even got BET Plus in my pocket. I was getting ready to get rid of BET Plus, and my wife found a damn show. And I was like, well, I guess I got to keep this shit. We all got these different streaming services in our pocket, and now y'all want to take some shit that started off for free on Instagram. And y'all want niggas to pay for But I don't know the people stood in revolt. And I don't know if they did the number because, you know, it was supposed to come out. I think it was supposed to come out either on Valentine's Day or the 15th. Man, folks found out that shit wasn't going to be available nowhere else. They weren't going to be able to see it for free. They weren't going to be able Because people were sitting on Instagram watching it. It was that. I don't prefer the Instagram experience, but that's where people were going. Why Instagram didn't give them a bag? I don't know if they did. I don't know if they didn't. But the whole pay-per-view thing, bruh, y'all gonna kill versus with that. Y'all gonna kill it ain't a it ain't a versus it ain't a versus in creation I'll I'll pay to watch. Not when y'all been doing it like this. Doesn't make any sense to me. Dude, it could be it could be it could be Jay-Z versus Goliath. Nigga, I'm not finna watch it if I gotta pay for it. I catch it on bootleg like the rest of us respectable human beings. Anywho, moving on, man. Um, Trey Songs, man. <laughs> Trey Songs facing a $20 million lawsuit for anally raping a woman at an L.A. house party. And this uh, report comes via Hip Hop uh, DX. 
Uh, Trey Songs has reportedly been accused of yet another sexual assault, one that the singer admittedly denies. According to TMZ, a woman identified as Jane Doe claims Trey Songs anally raped her at a Los Angeles house party in 2016. She says that initially they had a consensual sexual relationship before he suddenly turned into a savage rapist. Goes on to say how he kept saying, let me get that ass. And she kept repeating it. And she, she, he kept repeating that and she kept saying no. And they go into the room and my boy forcibly takes the booty on some booty warrior type stuff. Now I like you. Now I want you. And, uh, uh, we can do it the easy way out of the hallway. So the choice is yours. Wow. And this isn't his first uh, assault case. So R&B dudes out here, boy, R&B show has changed, I guess. I don't know. Maybe these rappers is hot because, you know, I ain't never heard of Drake taking no, coo- taking no booty from somebody. That nigga Trey Songz on some prison shit, boy. I tell you that. So somebody's going to have to give us some booty. And it's just that simple. <laughs> This is not his first uh, accusation either. So are we are we finna walk into a Surviving Songs documentary? We got one on Bill Cosby. We got one on R. Kelly. We got one on Russell Simmons. Who finna do the Surviving Songs documentary? Uh, the attorney that is representing is Jane Doe. I think her name Ariel Mitchell. She's also representing two other women who are suing Trey Songs for alleged sexual assault in Miami and New York. Victims, she says that victims are coming forward every day. Just know that you are not alone, and this behavior is unacceptable. Of course, Trey Songs has come out and he's denied the accusations. He better deny these damn accusations. Got another one for you, man. Um, Republicans losing interest in the NFL. I wonder why. Uh, Registered Republicans have lost interest in watching NFL games, according to a Los Angeles Times survey monkey poll. The The poll found that nearly half of the respondents who identified as Republican or identify as independent-leaning GOP members said that they were less of a fan of the league than they were five years ago. Compared to only about a quarter of Democrats and independents who lean Democratic. A significant number of GOP voters also shared their disapproval of the league's effort to promote the consideration of minority candidates for head coaching positions and show respect for its black and show of respect for its black players. <laughs> Meanwhile, 45% of the Republicans and independents who lean towards the GOP said that the league is doing too much to show respect for black players. With just five percent of just five, peep that now, just five percent of Democrats and independents who lean Democrat saying the same. <laughs> Most Republicans are also uh, responding negatively to the NFL's Rooney Rule, which requires teams to interview minority candidates for head coaching positions and some other senior positions. With 52% of the Republican survey saying that they disapprove of the policy compared with 42% who said they approve. Run, nigga, run is all I got to say about that.
They love it. See, see, I guess I guess the NFL is a little bit different <laughs> from the NBA. Cause see, the NBA is just niggas in jerseys. I guess you could pretend everybody's white when niggas got on helmets. You can close your eyes during the close-ups. The NFL, that, that 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 those numbers are supremely crazy to me. Because the NFL is seventy percent black. And I'm not going to say that every black person in the NFL is a millionaire, but they are damn sure putting the men in positions to make money. Republicans. Republicans. And at this point, we can just go ahead and just, at this point, with the way this country is so divided, we can go ahead and just, you know, Republican, a.k.a. white folks, as my daughter calls them, palm-colored people, mayo monkeys, not my words, hers, are angry, racist, White people. I'm not going to categorize and say this is all white people. But 45% plus 5% of Democrats who lean independents, Democrats and independents who lean 5%, bro, that's 50%. That's 50. 50. Go, 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 Charlie. I guess it ain't no fun being a white supremacist, boy. I guess it ain't no damn fun. You can't watch sports no more. I guess y'all just don't like baseball no more. Baseball is Dominican, it's Japanese, it's Chinese, it's Mexican. It's just, like, baseball is very ethnic. And, and baseball, those are some of the highest paid athletes in sports. I, I wish I could say that I was shocked. And then my last, um, my last article is kind of off of the backs of... It's more uh, hateful white people shit. But I want to dig into this one just a little bit. Rudy Giuliani tells Eminem... To leave the U.S. after taking a knee at the Super Bowl. Rudy Giuliani urged Eminem to go to another country after the rapper decided to take a knee during Sunday's Super Bowl halftime show performance. This is what the fool said on his podcast. Let's get right to it. Taking a knee, Giuliani says during his uh, radio program, The Rudy Giuliani Show on Monday. Why doesn't he go to another country? I mean, go take a knee someplace else. You know how many cops were defending? See, stop right there. You know how many cops? See, I thought that this shit. Oh, I thought this was about soldiers. I thought we was disrespecting soldiers. I thought this. I thought that take Colin Kaepernick taking a knee was disrespecting the flag. It was disrespecting the national anthem. This is Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York. Uh, current flunky give donald trump just a gross ass old ass white man in my opinion um i'm gonna rewind that for y'all you know how many cops were defending and protecting him at yesterday's game i mean crime is way out of control in los angeles he thinks that it all happened because everybody loves eminem those were his words which one is it man I thought you didn't know it was about the police. I thought it, I thought that you guys were confused. I thought you were offended because this was about the country. I thought you were offended because this was a taking offense to the red, white, and blue, the troops. The former New York City mayor continued. And dig this part. The simple reality is the NFL has made a mockery of law enforcement, particularly with the support of the cop-killing black lives matter isn't that a clusterfuck of a statement within itself mayor uh fuliani because i'm not gonna call you Giuliani. i'm gonna call you fuliani uh don't you know that the black lives matter movement was made in response to 
white police officers killing black men. See how they play? Once again, political hand jobs. See how they like to play that bullshit with you? See how they like to act like the issue is one thing and they know the whole time that the issue is one thing. So now you acknowledge the police's role in the whole thing because that's an admission. Because at the height of the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, wasn't the conversation that Colin Kaepernick was disrespecting the flag, he was disrespecting the country, he was disrespecting the troops, he was disrespecting the uh, national anthem, everything but police brutality. So don't ever get it confused, man. These folks know what the hell's going on. They just don't give a damn. And think about it like this. If they don't want you to play sport, if they don't if they don't approve of how you're being treated at sports, we can just take that and we can ask, well, how do you feel about players getting paid? Sports, uh, how, how do you feel about athletes now having the option to get name and likeness contracts and get paid before they get to the pro sports? Oh, you're giving the niggas too much. I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on to the main topic. If there are any uh, palm-colored people who here, and this doesn't go to all of you, uh, all, all, all you white folks. I know some good white folks out there, some white folks out there that minding their own damn business and don't really give a damn what we're doing. Just be, you know, I, I, I get that. But to you palm-colored people out there who may have stumbled across this podcast and think that I am white uh, because of my wonderful voice tone and my eloquent way of speaking i'd like to remind you i am a black man i mean i'm gonna I'm a let you in on something black people only want two things from this country the first is to be left alone the second is an equal opportunity an equal opportunity means this we want the equal opportunity to fail we want an equal opportunity to have what you have we want an equal opportunity that doesn't mean it doesn't mean an equal opportunity to take what you got or an equal opportunity to come over and steal what's yours. No, it means an opportunity, the same opportunity that you got is the same opportunity that we want to acquire the same things you have. We don't want shit from y'all. Now dig this. I can name a couple white people I like to fuck up. Honestly and truthfully, I can name a couple white people I really, if I saw them and the time was right, I'd punch them square in the damn face, kick them square in the ass. I can name a couple white people. I would not mind doing that too. But the one thing I know about us is black folks ain't got time to get revenge on y'all for what you've done to us. I don't know a nigga got that much time. I don't know a nigga got that much energy. Again, black folks really just want to be left alone and they want an equal opportunity. Whatever that equal opportunity is, whether it be equal opportunity to fail, achieve, or just be mediocre, just level the playing field. And that's it, man, for news, bro. Getting into the main topic. It's time to knock the hustle. I'm an old nigga who listens to the uh, DJ Academic podcast. I check out his Twitch stream from time to time, and I just happen to be listening to a old interview that he had with... Uh, a YBN artist, a former YBN artist, Almighty J. And he had this to say. Let's say, like, actual, like, brands and shit. They don't want to deal with no artist showing 100,000 guns on their on they motherfucking internet. Niggas Look at your boy, he in jail. Shit, your little Dirk is just figuring out the game now. Dirk. Right. Dirk used to get blackballed from everything. Like, niggas in the world. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, like, that, that shit real, like, you would get blackballed for that, bro. Like putting all these guns on the internet, getting in shootouts, going to jail, fighting, all that shit. Like, all, 
that shit cool and all to look like that shit cool like as a look but like that shit really that shit really is is not good because niggas are blackball you you'll miss out on a lot of money a lot of blessings and shit like that nah. i can't speak on what nobody do though like that ain't my business i don't get in folks business on what they do on their free time and what they do right, let's talk about you then let's talk about you and this brings me to my point because remember the topic of this show is it's time to knock the hustle just because you're getting money doesn't mean you're doing something good. I like to repeat that. Just because you're getting money doesn't mean you're doing something good. It could mean you're lucky. It could mean that you're skilled. <laughs> whatever, you know, whether whether acting a fool or, or embarrassing yourself, it, that, it could be that. Or you just at the right place at the right time. But just because you get money doesn't mean you're doing something good. It just means you getting money. Don't we all want money? Money's good for everybody, right? Hell, I want money. The one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast and making all this damn music, shit, I want some money. But just because you get money doesn't necessarily mean you're doing something good, especially when it comes to the culture of hip-hop. And I don't know if I even need to continue to say the word culture anymore. Is hip-hop even still a culture? We are so far removed from the culture of hip-hop, and this is a musical genre now. And is it even a musical genre? What is this? What is this? I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson right now. The old elements of hip-hop used to be DJing. I think I've said this before. DJing, breakdancing, rapping, and graffiti. As hip-hop kind of moved along and got more popular, and we abandoned all the other shit. We abandoned DJing. We abandoned breakdancing. We abandoned graffiti. DJing, and okay. We can, we can for argument's sake, we'll say that the DJ morphed into the producer. Breakdancing, overseas. If I guarantee you right now, if you go to any show and they're doing rap music and a bunch of niggas break out breakdancing, y'all going to look at them like they stupid. But overseas, there it's in high regard. Breakdancing is, is in such high regard outside of the black community that I think in the 2024 Olympics, it's going to be an Olympic competition. And I can guarantee you this. I, America probably won't get a gold medal. I, I'll be shocked if America even places in a breakdancing competition. Graffiti, yeah, right. They didn't like, hell, how was that B didn't like graffiti when graffiti was a thing and, and, and now it's it's turned into an art form and name me a black graffiti artist in America right now. Name me a graffiti artist that's been on The Breakfast Club, that's been on Million Dollars Worth of Game, that's been on any popular platform right now. Please, I would love to interview him. If there is a graffiti artist right now that is making a million dollars a year off of his art form, I invite you to my show. Educate me. Prove me wrong. In America, we have abandoned all forms of hip-hop but one. Rapping. We tried. Breakdancing had its run in the 80s. Breakdancing, it, it, it would break in, break into Electric Boogaloo. It had its run in the 80s. But as soon as niggas realized, hey, I ain't got to spin on my head for the bag and all I got to do is say some shit. Here come the corporations. Niggas started selling this. Like I say, I always say niggas sold the word nigga. Niggas sold the word nigga to the price tag of $15.7 billion a year. DJing don't make that much. 
Graffiti art don't make that much. Breakdancing, damn sure don't make that much. Not here in America. Maybe small pockets here in America, but breakdancing ain't making that damn kind of money. The new elements of hip-hop are rapping, hustling, violence, and drugs. And here's the cold thing about it. We rap about hustling to get more money. We rap about violence to get more money. We rap about drugs to get more money. Because money is the only thing that matters in this culture. Don't nobody give a fuck about them other four elements, other three elements. Don't nobody give a fuck about them other elements no more. Everybody trying to get to the bag. But at what cost? Good for you. You got some money. Good for you. Good for you. I'm glad I am a hypocrite. I'm going to say it again. I'm trying to get some money out this bitch too. But you used, or should I say, certain a certain kind of artist is using the new elements of hip-hop, rapping, hustling, violence, and drugs, to get money and get out of the hood. Y'all niggas left. Y'all real niggas left. Oh, yeah, y'all come back. Y'all do turkey drives. Y'all do giveaways. Y'all do toy drives. Y'all do backpack giveaways. Oh, yeah, you'll go back once a year, twice a year. You'll go back to the hood. But let it be known. You left your environment to get a bag. And when you come back, it's once or twice a year. But if we can be real about that, if we can be real about most of the people in the community right now who represent a certain part of hip-hop, the street element of hip-hop, niggas, because in New York, you know, they're having meetings with drill artists right now to get them to stop making drill music because too many people are dying. And I'm going to stand on this and I'm going to say it again and again and again and again. Niggas been dying before drill was invented. How come nobody was standing up then? All this shit is preventable. But niggas is after the bag. Everybody want what's hot. The programmer want the bag. He want to he want to get the advance. He want to get to the new position. He want to hold the position he got. So he played the bullshit at the radio station like anybody's listening to the radio. He plays the bullshit at the radio station because he want to be the man. The DJ trying to get the exclusive. He want to be the next new DJ in the streets. He trying to get connected to the artist. He want to be the man. He trying to get the bag. So he playing the bullshit. The record executive trying to keep his damn job, trying to get the bag. So he playing the bullshit. He promoting the bullshit. He signed the bullshit artist. So these young, these young men, they go back to the hood. They get signed. They get on. They take their message and they give it to the world. And then they come back to their hood. And they do these turkey drives and these backpack giveaways. But can we keep it funky? Can we be honest? Most of you niggas that go back to your own neighborhoods with such a menace in your community that when you do go back, you get killed. You get killed or you get shot. But you're keeping it real. You're going back. But you're positive because you're getting money. You're keeping it 100. But honestly... You selfish. I'm not even gonna have a conversation. Oh, but you know most of these niggas faking. Most of these niggas ain't real street niggas. No way. Does that really matter? Because remember the old saying from Sprite: "Image is everything." Obey your thirst. <laughs> remember that. So even if the image ain't real, it damn sure look real. But when y'all get in position, y'all be still on that same hood shit. And I get it. You you know in the game. There's a certain point when what got you there is going to keep you there. 
But y'all don't never switch the narrative up. Y'all don't never. But 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 when you ask somebody about the guns, when you ask somebody about the dope, when you ask somebody about the subject matter, when you ask somebody why they choose to be portrayed a certain kind of way, don't nobody want to hate. Don't nobody want to say nothing. Don't nobody want to. Don't nobody want to. Oh no, I can't hate on another man. He getting money. He getting money. Nah. I can't speak on what nobody do though. Like that ain't my business. I don't get in folks' business on what they do on their free time and what they do. I'm everybody shouldn't be getting money. Some of you niggas need to stay in the street and keep getting money the way you was getting money. At least then some of you niggas go to jail. Street money don't last long. Hey, you call me a hater. You call me whatever you want. I'm hating on you niggas because y'all rap all this street shit. And then y'all get in position and you go on tour or you move to L.A. You get your money up and you move your mama out. You move your daddy out. But the footprint you left behind, street shit. And I understand you telling your story. And I understand that. I get it. You're telling the story. You're talking about a certain perspective. And we need those certain perspectives. But can I get the whole story? Not just the, the gun-toting, murdering part of this game or, or the chopping up brick part of the game. Can I get the whole story? Because, see, I'm an old nigga, so I use common sense. I'm an old nigga, so I understand that you either lying, telling somebody your story, or you, 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 just, you, you just trying to get to the bag. So I'm an old nigga. I understand this. But it's young people coming up behind you that think that's the way to go. So let me ask this question. I understand you're telling a story. But are you telling stories? And I'm going to let y'all figure that line out. That's a bar for you. See, these rappers claim to be people of the community. They claim to keep it real. But if you're doing all the stuff you say you're doing in your music, don't that make you a menace and a danger and a threat? So how are we supposed to respect you if the menace and the danger and the threat in the community gets to a higher position? And that's what he leads with. And that's what he leaves his community with. But y'all positive. Y'all getting to the bag. I'm hating on y'all niggas. I don't think all y'all niggas need to get to the money simply because of how you get into the money and you're making other people think. That this is how you get to the money in this culture. So I'm going to call you niggas out. I'm going to say either you niggas are. Either you niggas are the ultimate hustlers. The ultimate criminals. The ultimate threat. Or you're liars. And you don't care about your community. And all you was ever concerned with was leaving. But don't get me confused. <laughs> Because I ain't never going back to my damn hood. Don't get it confused. But see, I ain't like you niggas. I'm not out here talk, telling these street stories. I'm not out here talking about the shit that I did in my life. Because I didn't really do shit. But I guarantee you one thing. Oh, nigga. When my time comes, I'm getting the fuck out. And I tell all my friends, boy, y'all niggas better hold on close to me. Because if and when I get in position, it's going to take. And I, if any of my friends are listening right now, you know what I'm finna say. It's going to take 12 people who can locate six people who might know four people 
who can probably set an appointment with two people, who can get you an appointment with one person behind the gated community, behind the fence of a gated community, who may be able to get you to my wife, who may be able to set up an appointment with my manager, who's going to take notes at the meeting and tell me what the fuck you wanted. I'm that type of nigga. I don't care if I used to know you. I don't care. Bruh, you ain't going to be able to get to me. I'm not going to be you niggas food. You got fools right now going and peep that lad this past week. A nigga with his entitled ass uh, jumped over the damn fence at Pete Diddy's estate in L.A. trying to get signed. Yeah, that's going to get you signed. That won't get you shot. That won't get you arrested. That won't get you a, a break in the interim. But these niggas think that this is the move. They think this shit how to go. They think you're supposed to bogard your way in the game. Because that's how y'all niggas put the shit out there. So yeah, don't get me confused with them niggas. Because when I get out, fuck the hood. Nigga, my hood wasn't good to me. Nigga, I grew up in Detroit. Nigga, Detroit was not good to me. I, as I love my family. I love my family that's from Detroit. But nigga, nigga, I went through hell in Detroit. I have no good memories of Detroit, Michigan. I'm not going back to the hood. I'll bring y'all niggas to me. I'm not finna go back and see you niggas if I'm in position. I got money. I'm not going back. But I guess I ain't real, you know. Oh, and if I do do a turkey drive and I do do a backpack drive and I do do some other shit like that, some uh, what is philanthropic type shit, oh, it's going to be security. Ain't nobody going to be able to talk to me but the news. And nigga, it's going to be a hit and run. It's going to be like a robbery. Oh, y'all see Trey Mills? Yeah, we saw him. He over there. Where he go? Damn, he gone that quick. Yeah, I don't trust you niggas. At all. Even right now, man, when I'm out doing these little shows, nigga, I'm looking around the room for the threats. Because I don't trust you niggas. See, y'all think, y'all got these niggas thinking that the way y'all live y'all life, the stories y'all tell, the lies y'all tell is the key to success. Y'all really got these people, th- y'all really got these kids coming up behind y'all thinking that the way to success, the way to success is rapping, hustling, violence, and drugs. Y'all got guns in the videos, y'all got drugs in the videos, y'all got the bad bitches twerking in the videos, and they think it's lit. But once again, you get the advice from somebody that's actually in the industry they'll tell you this let's say like actual like brands and shit they don't want to deal with no artist showing a hundred thousand guns on their on their motherfucking internet and look at your boy he in jail there. shit your little dirk is just figuring out the game now dirk right dirk used to get blackballed from everything like niggas in the world yeah no no like that that shit real like you would get blackballed for that bro like putting all these guns on the internet getting in shootouts, going to jail, fighting, all that shit. Like, all, but that shit cool and all to look like that shit. But that's not your problem, though, because you out, right? That's not your problem because you got your family out. You far away from us. You giving away turkeys. You giving away backpacks. You doing school drives. Niggas be hungry. All year long, but here you come at Thanksgiving, giving away a turkey. Niggas be needing school supplies after they sharpen that last damn pencil. They down to the nub and the last piece of loose leaf paper. They crackhead uncle that melted the plastic see-through backpack. But you niggas come around in the summer and get them damn backpacks away.
y'all lit though. But I'm not. I'm knocking the hustle, and I'm hating. I'm hating on you niggas, and I'm knocking the hustle. I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm hating. I'm finna knock your hustle. I'm knocking it all the way the fuck out the box because just cause they gave you money for it don't mean it's good. Crackheads, drug addicts, heroin addicts, pill poppers, they buy dope all damn day just cause they gave you money for it. And, and, and don't get it fucked up and think that I'm lacking nuance in this conversation. I understand if we really want to dig into it. I understand you got a family to feed. I understand that money you're getting from that crackhead, that heroin addict, that pill popper. I understand that money may be going to keep your lights on. I understand that prop, that money may be going to feed your kids. That money may be going in your tank. But y'all don't tell that side of the game. I will respect that. I will respect every damn thing you was talking about. If you said in your music, I'm out here doing this so I can get that. But the way y'all put the message out here, y'all out here murdering, killing, robbing, destroying a whole community just so you can get the bag. Damn everybody else. Just so you can get the bag. But I get it. I'm a hater because I ain't rich. I ain't in position. I ain't a real street nigga. I'm a struggle rapper. Ain't nobody listening to your music no way, Trey Mills. Nigga, you ain't popping. You ain't even talking about that real shit. Well, okay. But you made your life easier. And you didn't come back home and change anything. Except for them three times three times a year that we see y'all niggas. You changed your family's position. Just admit it. Just say you selfish. You so dope because you were selfish. I would respect that. Just go ahead and say I fucked up my community because I needed to get out. And I needed to get my people out. Respect. But don't come up here with this bullshit about positivity and getting money. When some of you niggas, honestly and truthfully, we got to stop celebrating you niggas getting money for bullshit. I don't think a nigga who putting bullshit in the air should be getting paid for it. But that ain't my decision. I'm not a white music executive. I'm not a DJ. <laughs> I'm not a producer. And my music trash anyway. You niggas don't listen to my shit no way. So whatever. Maybe I need to have a little bit more gun talk. Maybe I'll come up. Maybe I'll come up with me a drill song. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take it back to some 90s West Coast gangbanging shit. But y'all don't even change the community. Y'all lead a community and don't even come back except for a few times a year to give away some shit that your damn accountant told you you can write off and, and lower your tax responsibilities for anyway. Most of y'all don't come back in the first place. Ever. And I don't blame you because my black ass ain't going back. <laughs> Once again, you're talking to Trey Mills, a.k.a. The Hypocrite. I ain't going back either, so I don't blame you. Go back? Give a turkey? Nigga, I hope some of you niggas that punched me in my face and broke, I hope you niggas is starving right now. I wouldn't send you niggas a $2 cash app for the shit you did to me. I don't give a fuck about y'all niggas and the shit I went through in Detroit, Michigan. Alabama, a little bit different. I go back to Bessemer. I do some shit in Bessemer, but oh, it's going to be with high security. <laughs> oh, it's going to be with some high-ass security. My family in Detroit? Oh, I got them all day. Some of y'all. 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 I'm going to say that. Some of y'all. Some of y'all niggas going to call in the phone going to ring. Some of y'all niggas, I'm going to pull a Steve Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to call y'all niggas back two weeks later like I just got the message today. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. See a family member I don't fuck with. <laughs> I'm going to let the phone ring. 
You're going to be in a fucked up situation, so I know you're going to leave a voicemail. I'm going to listen to the voicemail. I'm going to call you back two weeks. Oh, such and such in jail. We need money for this, this, this that, 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 this. We just trying to pay the mortgage. We just trying to get the gas back on. Do, 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 do. I'm like, like, I just got it. Yo, yo, I just got the message. Everything okay? Oh, we got the money already, but we're, we're good. Okay, click. My squad is my squad. My friends is my friends. My family is my family. I got them. Rest of y'all niggas. Don't even call me asking for a ticket to the show. Nigga, don't even ask me for a free download of this podcast. But y'all delusional. And you think that giving away backpacks and turkeys and school supplies is going to help. And it doesn't. Because when you leave and the fanfare is gone, the shit that you helped circulate in that hood, the shit that you helped build in that hood is still there. But you lit. We see that you lit. You lit. You lit. That's all niggas ever going to see. That's all these young niggas going to see. I was reading an article the other day. Dude, this dude in Birmingham. He's 22 years out. 22. Gone. But y'all keeping it real in y'all music. Y'all keeping it real-ish. I'm going to get with Kenya. Uh, dude, wasn't that Kenya Barris, the dude that wrote uh, Grownish and Blackish and all the other issues? And I'm going to make a show. It's going to be a show for street niggas called a nigga who came from the streets and went to the rack. It's going to be called Real-ish. It ain't going to be his story. It's going to be somebody else's story, but he's going to have all the guns in the videos. My thing is this. If you want to tell the story, tell the story. But can you tell the whole story? And not just the dead homie side of the story. But y'all lit, though. Y'all lit. And that's all these kids going to see. And that's all these people coming up behind you going to see. Because everybody want to rap. Everybody got a SoundCloud page. Everybody got a mixtape. Everybody got dreams of being a rapper. Everybody got dreams of getting to the bag. And they see you did it. And you look like them. You sound like them. You talk like them. You sound like they uncle. You look like they daddy. You look like they brother. You look like the nigga down the street. So everybody thinking that the way you got the bag is the way they get the bag. And being lit is all that matters. Who cares if young black men die? Who cares if young black men basically grow up and grow old and die in prison? You lit. And you go back and you get turkeys away. And you get school supplies away. But did you ever stop to think that if you don't change course and adjust what you're doing just a little bit, that same kid that you're giving that backpack to won't be alive or free to see you come back and do it again the next year or the next three months that you, you know, will you do your little shit three times a year? Some of you niggas can't even go back to your hood. Some of you niggas done raised so much hell and kicked up so much damn dust in your neighborhood, you can't even go back. And you know if you go back, a nigga gonna put a damn bullet in your head. But y'all be on y'all shit though, bro. It's so the game is so fucked up. The perspective is so fucked up in our community that it's niggas that's not even in gangs getting in, getting on in the music industry and getting put in gangs once they get on. I thought the whole point was to get out the hood, get away from the gangs, take your gang member friends. The ones that, that, that are civilized enough to anchor and transition over. I thought that the game and the, and, and, and the, and the, and the uh, I thought that the hustle was to get them niggas about. Because I would rather be a gang banging CEO than a gang banger who has to look a CO in the face every damn day. 
I think these are conversations that we really have to have, man, because there's too many niggas out here that, like, it's too many niggas out here that's the first thing they run to. I'm getting money. I'm we getting money. We getting we getting money. But the legacy you leaving behind while you getting your money, you just sold your whole community out. And then the cold thing about it is you ain't even seeing a decent percentage of that $15.7 billion that they making off your black ass. They're letting you sell the word nigga. They're letting you sell the gang lifestyle. They're letting you sell murder. They're letting you rearrange the elements of the game. They're letting you sell everything. And they give you nigga pennies. And you buy a chain and a Ferrari and go back home and get shot. Or you niggas don't even have enough business sense to flip that little, them nigga pennies and make it so you never have to go back or you never have to depend on the record labels again. But what do I know? I'm just an old rapping ass nigga with a podcast basically talking to itself on the microphone. Y'all let me know what y'all think, man. This has been another episode of the I Hate Rap Fans podcast with Trey Mills. I'm going to see y'all on the next one. Peace. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?